What it do, people? We are back and better than ever. Good, bad, ugly Tuesday as we talk about these coastal teams. Man, oh man, it's what a time, right? Never thought I'd see the day where North Carolina Tar Heels would be running away with a division lead. More than that, Drake May being the surprise of the season, the quarterback that we all saw coming, right? Let's talk about it on today's show with Kenton Gibbs from Locked on Wolfpack. You are Locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs from Locked On Wolfpack. Thanks so much for joining us today. We are live in effect. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure you download, subscribe to our channel. More than that, if you have not followed us on Twitter at Locked On ACC, you can do just that and you can follow us on our respective individual handles below. If you're watching, if you're listening at Candace D. Cooper or at TGIF underscore Kenton, Locked On ACC is the place to be. Thank you for making us, again, your first listen. As we do every Tuesday, good, bad, and ugly when it comes to our respective ACC football teams. And we're just quite there towards the finish line. A couple more weeks here of football, and then we'll see Clemson and North Carolina, it seems, taking it on for the ACC championship. And as we talk about the Coastal Division, we would be remiss if we did not mention how well North Carolina is doing so far, really, this season, despite everyone feeling like, you know, all the hype really was around times of Sam Howell, but it really is all about Drake May right now, who hopefully will get an invite to New York because he is in the Heisman conversation. Ken Gibbs, how are we feeling about having to give so much hype to North Carolina right now? How you doing? I mean, I'm hey, I, I have no problem with talking about when the player is doing something right or when they're balling out. And and Drake May, I again, when AJ Black said that uh, DJ was potentially going to get a Heisman invite, I pushed back against that very strongly because that was nonsense. Drake may get the Heisman invite makes sense. He is yeah. one of the he has been uh, the far and away best player in the ACC yeah. um, offensively. Of course, he has by far and away been the leader of a team that is going that looks like is going to the conference championship because I don't see um, any of the other teams in the coastal stepping up and, and making that out of thing. And he's the leading rusher, leading passer. I mean, heck, if he could throw the ball to himself, I, I, we, we, he might be the leading receiver. So <laughs> this is, this is, you know, I, as as much as it pains me a little to give a Tar Heel some love, he, he deserves it. He is uh, the the boys in baby blue got that one right, and he's he's playing like a stud so far this year. Now, we'll talk about the pit game here in just a second, but there have been conversations around, you know, Sam Howell versus Drake May in terms of just like being it being a legit thing. Like I think Sam Howell was good for the brand and he was, you know, bought into the system and the guys really followed him. But for some reason there's been spec speculation and talk about Drake may really like the guys love some Drake may like they are all in for him. They're playing big for him and all the things. And, you know, I think have, especially someone who's been in the locker room before and kind of seen how dynamics can be. I feel like everyone has really dialed into this guy and made sure that they give him all his flowers, but also really followed his leadership. You know, at the end of the day, the quarterback is the, I, I think that outside the locker room, people give quarterbacks a lot more credence for leadership than they deserve a lot of times. And, mm -hmm. and so I don't want to speculate on what is or is not there. 
Um, but what I will say is this, a lot of times when like, it's, it's like how uh, if, a, if there's a great basketball player, right? If you were on the Celtics in the 80s and you were on the end of the bench and you hit a, sh- a big shot, somebody would say, oh man, Larry Bird gave him the confidence to hit that shot. It's the same deal, same type of deal where it's like, yeah, they're playing for the quarterback. They're doing for, these are young men on scholarship too. These are young men that the NFL is in front of them too. So, you know, you need to, it, I, I do understand that, you know, having a quarterback that you like and, and having a quarterback that you know would put his body on the line, do what it takes, do whatever it takes for the team to win and doesn't care about who gets the credit, just wants to do it. I do know that that, that does uh, pump you up a little bit, but at the end of the day, again, it's credit, credit to this team. They, the defense, while they bend a lot, they bend a lot, they don't break a lot. They, they are uh, doing pretty well at, at keeping teams out of the end zone in terms of uh, ACC play. And, yes, they're playing the Coastal. Yes, let's get that out of the way. Sure, whatever. But the fact of the matter is you can only play who's in front of you. And they're keeping teams out of the end zone. They're one of the better scoring defenses despite yardage allowed uh, in the conference. So, you know, they Drake does it all offensively. But this defense, like I said, they bend. They – Mr. Last, uh, Mr. Plastic, or, or Mr. Uh, what, Mr. Fantastic? That's the word I'm looking for. They they bend, they but they don't break. So you know this team is doing what they got to do, and and on both sides of the ball, and they're producing wins. I mean, as much as people try to give grief to the Coastal Division, there are some pretty stinky teams in the Atlantic. Like, I I just need that to be clear. Like, I feel like I have to rep my set real quick, and like the Coastal is not for nothing an easier slate. But there's some. We just spent a whole episode yesterday talking about Boston College, did we not? What Boston College is one team. How do you Syracuse? You're the one who says that they don't play. You're gonna tell me that Syracuse is competing with it in terms of badness with Virginia with Miami's offense. Hear me clear. I didn't say that Coastal doesn't have bad teams. I'm just saying we got to stop acting like. North Carolina is rolling over everybody and they're not being challenged at all and they're just breezing right through. If that's the case, we need to talk about Clemson doing that for the Atlantic. But that's not why we're here. That's mm-hmm. not why we're here. I'm just saying I had to wrap myself a little bit. People go too hard about the Coastal being too easy, and I'm like, well, beat the people on your side. That's all I'm saying. Next year, I hope that it's all Atlantic Division teams at the top and it's all Coastal teams at the bottom so y'all can prove y'all's point that y'all been so dying to do. But either way it goes, Drake May, 34 for 44, 388 yards, 93.4 QBR on the day. And if nothing else, that defense held its own. Finally, we're matching energies. We're getting on the same page. It's nice to see UNC's defense being able to step up and not let games get away from them because Lord knows Izzy Abinaconda was doing his damnedest. I mean, he was running all over the heels. I'm not going to hold you. 127 yeah. yards on the day. Free Izzy. Free Izzy. Shout like out to the homie Thomas. Drizzy Drake. Free Izzy. Free Izzy. You know how we do on the show. Just take a moment. Free Izzy. My boy yeah. needs to transfer. We don't they want him me. to have to go through this no more. They got my boy locked up with Keaton Slovis. Free free Izzy. Free him. <laughs> free him till it's backwards. Free Izzy. I mean, while Slick, while you're playing, free Hammond, free Jared Wayne. Free Bartholomew. I'm like, what's not clicking for Keaton? It's just, it's, it's terrible. It's well, at again, some point when you have to go team to team to team, it ain't the team. It might be you, dog. Again, the 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 Pitt fans got on me when I said Kenny Pickett might not have been the first rounder. They got on me when I said I don't think Keaton Slovis is the guy, and I I I think that he was part of the problem. That he wasn't part of the solution at USC. 
uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, my case, it got his snuggie on. It took his socks off. It took the bra off. It got the 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 uh, it got the bonnet rolling. The the case is resting peacefully. The case is resting so peacefully. Okay, yeah. I, that's all I'm saying. It, I I don't tell y'all things. None of us know 100 percent of everything. None of us. We can all. Anybody who's had a, a good amount of sports take is going to be wrong a lot, just because that's the nature of the business. Things happen that we don't know, or things are going on behind the scenes that we don't know. And sometimes people just don't show up. But I knew that the the repeated results of what I'd seen us slow out of Slovis, I didn't believe in this team to a high degree at all. It's and, like it's yeah. like while you're playing, Jordan Addison would not have added anything. It kind of gives me Phil Dracovic and Zay Flowers vibes. Like Zay can can't do nothing if he never gets the ball. Slovis can't Addison can't do nothing if Slovis never gives it to him, right? Like he was not gonna make a miracle out of this mud. It just wasn't gonna happen. I think that this I think that this offense has a little bit different problems than Boston College. Like their offensive line sure, is good. Sure, their sure. offensive line is doing what they need to do. Yeah. I don't I don't think that they have a ton of big play receivers, but Keaton Slovis has not helped them at all. Keaton Slovis <laughs> has not helped them at all. My point, Jordan Addison would not have made this team much, much better. I you think I, so? I Keaton, who is Keaton throwing? Keaton can't throw. I, and this, this is why I would I would say this. I would I'm not gonna go out on a limb and say I know for a fact if Jordan Addison on this team, they're six and one, seven and one, they're undefeated, whatever the case may be. I'm not yeah. gonna say that, but I'm also not gonna say I know for a fact that if, if he was on this team, we would be seeing the same results because you might I mean, you might I don't think you'd be defending no ACC championship right now. In in today's game. Where with all the free movement and all the things that we have set up for receivers, you saw what the Bengals looked like last night without Chase. It was like, Ooh, what is this? That offensive line ain't do nothing. Which so basically it's because the receivers couldn't get separation. Is that what we say? I'm, what I'm saying is a receiver who is not who can not only get separation, but is just a playmaker Flat out in a ton of different ways. It it puts you in a different ball game. It puts sure. you in a different zone offensively there is nothing that you can ask of a college wide receiver that addison cannot do there's yeah. there's nothing that you can Fair. say like oh i need you to get deep he can do that oh i need you to take this jet sweep figure out a way to break a tackle or two give me a big play he can do that if you ask him hey i need you to, to catch tough cat catch tough passes underneath the coverage over going over the middle all that he can do it so i i wouldn't say that i know him being on this team this is a this is the championship team. It's going to be uh, – it would have been uh, Pitt and, and Clemson that they're going for it all. But I'm also not going to say that they would be just as bad because a receiver, a quarterback with a good safety blanket is like um, is like a woman who dating a man that got money, right? Like it, 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 it helps. It helps. It don't mean that he's perfect, but it helps the relationship all right. It, they say women here like Wolverine on the bank call, right? It just helps. I'm not saying it's everything, but it helps a little bit. A thousand percent. This week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling design designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers in vehicles as capable as drivers themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, it has to be again Drake May. All of his throws to Antoine Green this weekend were chef's kiss beautiful. But more than that, came on Rucker in that UNC defense held it down. So excited to see UNC being in a position to back up all of the talk that they said, Josh Downs emphasizing it during, you know, the ACC kickoff that don't sleep on us. Keep sleeping. We're going to do the damn thing. They have delivered 
this year, and I'm happy that they are part of the Carolina family. I'm glad that it's with my dogs. This segment has been inspired by thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier Armada or Pathfinder today, available at NissanUSA.com. We're rocking and rolling. Kenton Gibbs here of Locked on Wolfpack Podcast, talking about good, bad, and ugly from the weekend of week nine before we put it to bed and move on with our weekly rankings with our guy, AJ Black of Locked on Boston College. But first, we got to talk about week nine and some other good and then some iffy situations. I would say a bad or a just head scratching still. Miami and Virginia, this offense on both sides. Lord help us all. Lord help us all. It's the fact that Miami is even struggling with a terrible Virginia team is what's really concerning. <laughs> Honestly, I'm I'm more concerned about the fact that it took four overtimes to get 14 points. <laughs> four overtimes. And it wasn't get. even like it's an F. Like, you hear someone say there's four overtimes. Oh, it was a battle. Oh, it was like the game of the century. No, it was just terrible. It's who didn't want to – who wanted to piss down their leg a little bit harder. I – and and this is what I mean when I say, you know, when you talk about the defenses and what their numbers are, at the end of the day, there is there is one offense, one, just a singular one. Let me make sure I got this information correct there. There is just a singular one offense this weekend out of the Atlantic that put up uh less than At the coastal. I, no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying out of the oh. out of all the Atlantic teams because we were talking about the coastal and Atlantic and mm-hmm. who's better, who's worse, all that good stuff. There was only one that that put up such an embarrassing offensive showing, <laughs> such a travesty of an offense, such a just a a a moment where you got to look around. And again, y'all know me. I'm big for telling the coach, "Hey, hey, come here, bit, come here, play, come here, come here, come here." Um. We've appreciated your services. It's been great. It really has, but you got to go. You had one of those performances. And again, this ain't even about, well, who were you playing and all that good stuff. It doesn't matter who you played. Every other team in the conference, just Boston College, is the only one that put up less than either one of these teams. Less. They're the only team that put up less than either one. Even Georgia Tech with the interim coach put up more points. Interim coach, quarterback who's been hurt, running back that's now in Tuscaloosa, put up 16 (laughs) in regulation, might I add. It (laughs) need not one overtime, not two overtime, not three overtime, but four. That's that's just the trench. Y'all's trenches is jacked up. That lets me know that. Forget the playmakers. Like, what y'all have going on? It was just horrible from start to finish. And it just was like, let it in. God will it in. Instead of like, oh my gosh, I need more, which is what we tend to like to see in overtime matchups. It's like, no, please, somebody, anybody, scream. And again, when you, know, you look you at know that, you know that TikTok? That, yeah, okay. I, okay. I know it. I know it. <laughs> when you're looking at and this in this game to me, this game overall is the ugly to me because if you look at Virginia. And what they've done all season. You think Tony Elliott's coming in and they're going to have a great offense, all like this. But didn't work out, okay? But their defense has not been atrocious all year, but they haven't been great either. They, they've been they, better than what they've been in comparison to their offense. Absolutely, absolutely. But now, if I'm looking at Miami, 
You only put up 14 points on this team. That's less than Richmond scored on them. You only put up 14 points on this team. That's the same amount Old Dominion scored on them. Not a single team, again, except the one with the interim coach and the quarterback that's banged up, had they held to this low amount of points. And Miami, I get it, backup quarterback, star receiver out, all that good stuff. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. This here is just... I mean, you had Parrish return. He had 114 yards. He did his part from the ground, you know, but I think they're having question marks at quarterback. And then Tyler Van Dyke's future at Miami is certainly in question because what what would make you want to run back to this, if, especially if this is not your offensive style? If you know you can go thrive somewhere else and know that you actually have the talent to back it up, it's not just, you know, you. I say run for the hills. Free, free Tyler Van Dyke. Free TVD. We're having a whole lot of freeze going. I mean, we need I, a free I'm, episode. I'm gonna tell you this: I am not as sure about free TVD because you think he should stay. I'm gonna say this: okay. I'm gonna say this. When I when I say free a player, that means that that team has done nothing to support you. Like they put nothing around you to like. Hey, who has dude, he been supported by from a receiving standpoint? They, That's their healthy. Star receiver, their star receiver got hurt, so I can understand. I can understand them having struggled. I I get it. I get it. I'm not. But we talked about at the beginning of the season. We don't know who he was going to throw to. Jesse Drake said that a lot, that we don't know who he's going to throw to. And then when you find the one person that maybe he could throw to, he got hurt. On top of the receiver being hurt, their top backs, that that backfield has been banged up this year. They have been. I mean, it's just a carousel of guys rotating in the ice tub and then in, in, in the sling <laughs> or in the cast. And, so you think you know, TBD should stick beside him? I'm, all I'm saying is this. Um, <laughs> you think he should stick beside I'm not, him? I, I'm, not quite, I'm not quite ready to say free TVD yet. Yet. Okay. Not quite there yet. Okay. And, and and see, Miami fans, we can be nice to you. I'm saying, I'm saying that I think that your program is moving in the right direction. I think you that Mario and company can do enough. To four and four ahead. is the right direction. I I think that with that with what they came in mm-hmm. thinking okay, this is going to be this, that's going to be that, and all that good stuff, and everything that they've had in terms of injuries, yes, the record is worse than what it was the year before. Absolutely. It's worse than it was under Manny. Absolutely. But with that being said, you're bringing in a new regime, a new style of doing things, all that. It's it's tough to not see tough results in year one because a lot of times one coach has recruited square pegs and you're trying to fit them into your round offense. Yeah around defense around yeah. you know whatever the case may be you know i still think the way we all all i will i will include myself i don't know if you want to include yourself you don't have to but the way we all felt like this coaching staff and what they were bringing in just the seriousness of which i thought they were fully focused i thought miami was going to take the coastal by storm. like it was going to be close but i never saw carolina pulling away the way they have like even with Pitt, even with miami even with unc i thought it was going to be a three three-way like all right fight fight for game by game Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it says more about what Carolina's doing and less about the struggles that everyone else is having. But Miami has to turn it around because they got Florida State this week. And they can't, you can't get ugly. I mean, I'm sure Florida State's ready for, to give them, you know, lick bags and all the things. But boy, oh boy, this could get ugly. This could get ugly. And you know what? And you know what? I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> if Florida State don't put it on them, I'm looking at y'all funny. I'm in the light. This is this is a this is a Miami team that they're going through it right now. The but everyone recruit- everyone plays hard during uh rivalry rivalry week. Listen, on the recruiting trail, Miami is crushing it. On the field, they're going through it a little bit. 
You know what I mean? Like they're <laughs> crying and throwing up. That's that's just the reality, right? You yeah. know your team is going through it, and this includes my boys, NC State. When you are barely squeaking by either one of the teams for Virginia this year, if you barely squeaking by them, you're going through it. You're having a tough time. You're having a tough go. Okay. And and with that being said, with that being said, I, I just believe that um this Miami team, again, is year one. And there should be some year one grace. I don't care what you think your roster looks like with all the injuries plus the year one grace. I think you just got to kind of suck it up and live with what's going on here. But Florida State better take care of business. They better make this thing ugly. They sure better. Sweat block wipes are a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag. Whether it's big presentations or a hot day, everyone can benefit. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor at or odor, try Sweat Block. Save 20% with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. Personal users here, we know that Sweat Block works. So if you ever want to, you know, give us, hit us on the side, slide in our DMs, ask us really how Sweat Blocks works. We're absolutely willing to tell you and give you our honest opinion, feedback, and review. So make sure you hit us up there or go to sweatblock.com or Amazon. We're wrapping up things here with Ken and Gibbs of Locked on Wolfpack, Good, Bad, and Ugly Tuesdays. And we're talking about the ACC, specifically the coastal teams. And, of course, we had North Carolina being great, Miami and Virginia struggling. Ugly to me is still Georgia Tech. At the end of the day, you got to put up points. You got to figure it out. You got to find ways. You have the talent. I understand it's a hard year, but still. They're at a they're a close, close tie second for Pittsburgh, who has had an unbelievably, as we've already mentioned, Difficult year. I think either we didn't recognize how good Kenny Pickett was with the Jordan Addison combination, or just in general, how a quarterback wide receiver tandem is with like Drake Mays and the Josh Downs and the Antoine Greens of the world. Like it really speaks to that relationship. And maybe with the transfer thing, tread lightly on how many people you want to transfer because you got to have time to build that rapport. Kenny Pickett had all that time to build that rapport with his receivers. They trusted him, all the things. It's kind of getting I'm- shaky over there in Pittsburgh. Again, when I'm when I'm looking at uh, when I'm looking at Georgia Tech, I, again, your quarterback is hurt, interim coach, all the things. I mean, I don't like just make it through this. Just get through the season. Literally, like beating Georgia Tech right now is like, and and yes, they did beat Duke, and yes, they do have um, some some leverage to say, you know, we're not a a god awful train wreck of a team, but you kind of are. But here's the problem. They're not even last in the Coastal Division, which is crazy. Bada bing, bada boom. That's my (laughs) point. That's my point about the Coastal here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, But, yeah, this is is a team that they're having a tough time. They're having a tough go at it. And that's, you know, it's never easy. It's never easy uh, to to have a year where you're replacing your coach mid-year, to have a year where not only are you replacing your coach, your your starting quarterback goes down or or you know is is benched or or is whatever the case may be there he's hurt yeah it's it's never easy it's yeah. never easy so this Georgia Tech team you know it's ugly but they still deserve a little grace and a little love for the fact that they're still showing up and compete they're still showing up and back that is a great point because in the day they do have some fighters right if nothing else we know that they have some fighters and there still is a lot more games to play I hate the fact that they're going to end their season with Georgia because, my Lord, they're going to have to put the rolling clock. They're going to have to do the rolling clock because somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to get hurt. It's going to be lethal. 
I think that somebody needs to uh, pull a uh, what, what was that movie where they uh, with Damon Wayans where they kidnapped him, <laughs> um, and they 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 need to do that to Brock Bowers and about half of uh, half of Georgia's defense. I hope they so, don't even start the start like truly like just don't. Just, this is not this is not fair. Like they need to have a conversation. They need to get on the phone. I know it's hate week and all the thing, rec tech, blah blah. Please, please, please. They, you know, they call that rivalry clean, old fashioned hate, but they need to show some clean, old fashioned compassion. This compassion. compassion. <laughs> Y'all gonna beat them boys by thirty five just as soon as you walk out the top. Please listen, listen. Because Georgia Tech still has to face off against Virginia Tech, which could be a gimme. They still face off against Miami, which God knows how that could go. North Carolina and then Georgia, but North Carolina, listen, they get they've gotten popped in the mouth by Georgia Tech before too. It's not impossible. And I think at to your point, that's what makes the coastal so frustrating. Is like nobody's above getting a little tail whoop. You know, nobody's above catching the L. Nobody's above reproach. I'm not. I, I I'm not upset at that. I like parody. Parody is good. Bad parody is not good. <laughs> Parody and like, oh, the team that lost their head coach and their quarterback is not the worst team. Well, isn't that something? That's not good. That's, that's not a moment, that's not a moment that you want to look at and say, well, that's that's perfectly fine by me because again, that team should be the worst. If you're looking at Virginia Tech, year one, new head coach, new quarterback, you expect Virginia Tech to be bad. They're supposed to be bad. The number, yeah. everything says. You know, they let go of a Heisman candidate for Braxton Burmeister. You expect them to be bad. And that's not even Coach Spry's fault. As Fuentes, congratulations. I, I hope that you are crying and throwing up wherever you are watching Hendon Hooker doing what he's doing. But now, it's it's tough to see teams that have none of that lose to these teams. What are you doing? What's going on? And I understand. Virginia has not beaten anybody in conference except Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, on the other hand, has beaten some of y'all. That... What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? What? How you lose that game, brother? How sure. you lose that game? So, sure. you know, this is, again, a, a conference where Duke is your, um, I'm sorry, a division where Duke, who also first-year quarterback, first-year head coach, is second in your conferences. Whoo, you look at this ain't great parody. This ain't, this ain't parody like all these teams are so good. They're competing and they're, this ain't that. We're not competing in the right ways when it comes to being a power five conference. And that's that's the, the nuts and bolts of it. When it comes to just where the ACC is being placed, if there was ever a year where we needed all of sides to be in agreement that we were going to have all the dogs fighting, this is just hasn't been what we want it to be. But there's always next year. So to speak. Kit, so we always are here for Wednesday when we get to do our weekly reads and rankings. If you have comments, make sure you drop them off in our YouTube channel. We love listening to them when we do it live. We also love reading them out to you so you can listen back and all of the things. So make sure you hit us up there. For Kit and Gibbs and Candace Cooper, we hope you guys have a great and safe week. And until next time, we're going to get it done.